Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For your free energy home survey and a bespoke quote, call 0800 233 Let's go! Well, the last club standing in Europe from a Scottish point of view kick off in just under three hours' time. Rangers in the Europa League and a win tonight and they qualify. They'll be in Europe in the Europa League after Christmas. They're up against Limassol, who remarkably beat them It's just last month, it seems, ages ago, of course, over there. Back from Rome, he's with us, Arrivederci. John Hartson, evening, John. Evening, Paul. Good to have you back. We'll Thank come you, to Celtic shortly and also get your view. What about Rangers tonight? And Stephen McGinn, the Falkirk captain, getting back to fitness. Stephen, less than three hours to go, the Rangers game. There's a real confidence about this match tonight. Yeah, no wonder. I think they want to right the wrongs of um, the previous game against Limassol. Result-wise, it's been the only blot in a, in a good Europa campaign. Uh, obviously, the four points against um, Prague were great. Um, what came out before it, a six at the double header. Beating Betis have put themselves into a great position um, with a win tonight, and it's something I expect them to do. And Aberdeen are in action, 5.45, so we'll keep you right up to date there over there. Helsinki against the Dons, they're also exiting Europe. Such a shame, John, isn't it, that so many Scottish teams are out. In fact, they're all out apart from Rangers in yeah. the second competition. Uh, we'll talk in more detail. We're going to hear from Philippe Clement. Um, but for Celtic, we'll talk in detail. But disappointment again? That yeah, Celtic are, it's very disappointing, Paul. You know, you, you've got to ask yourself the question um, or, or ask Celtic the question, you know, are they happy uh, winning titles every year, finishing above Rangers, winning trebles, winning doubles, because to compete in the Champions League, Paul, which is the holy grail, the, you know, the the highest, you know, yeah. level of football, you've got to have a better quality of player. You know, you've got to have four, five, six top, top players at that level. So if Brendan Rodgers, all I keep hearing from Brendan is we need more quality. We lack quality. You know, quality is the word. So... Are the board listening? Is Brendan forceful in terms of, I want to bring in a better quality of player? Because you can compete every single year in the Champions League and, and be disappointing, to say the least. And that's what Celtic have been over a number of years now. So Brendan has to go to the board and say, if you want me to challenge in Europe, you've got to give me finances to bring in a better quality of player. If you want me to win the league, like Celtic have, going for 12 titles in the last 13 years. It might be a bit closer this season. You never know. But if you want me to win league titles and cups and trebles, I can possibly do that with the group that I have. But when they're going into, the, the as I said, the Champions League, then they need a better quality of player. So you have to ask Celtic where they are, where they want to go, what they're happy with. And, and that, for me, you know, is what they need to do. 
Got to go on the lines in a second or two. If you can call in if you're on the way to the game, 0808 17 17 700, or if you're on your way back from Rome. I know I said Arrivederci, which is Cheerio, of course, in Italian, but it's Cheerio to Rome. Uh, one more game, finer in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, Stephen, do you think there is a plan for... Because it's not the Brendan Rodgers team. It's not. He came in during the close season. These are not his players, most of them. No, uh, and, and I think we'll go into it in, in more detail. Yeah. I had a bit of sympathy in terms of the other night getting into that game you're thinking where did they struggle? They struggled to create chances they struggled struggled for a wee cutting edge you're missing Palma you're missing Hatate, you're missing Abada you're missing Maida and you're looking at it and you're thinking I think I think where all the noise of frustration comes um, probably a year ago today when you're thinking of that Celtic team that Ange Postacoglu and it got a lot of plaudits only a point better off than, than this campaign yeah. Um, and you're thinking can they learn from it can they progress as a club and to think probably that that I mean the substitution no disrespect to the boys but James Forrest coming off or Mikey Johnson coming on there's no fan inside Celtic Park last year would have believed that if you told them a year on and they have missed it what what can you do about losing guys like Jota Juranovic wanted to move on could they have kept Giacomacchus we'll never know um, but as a club there's no doubt they haven't improved in the quality of last season OK we'll come back to Celtic shortly let's talk Rangers now in action tonight against Aris this was Philippe Clement last night speaking about the injury update yeah there are a few players out because they're not on the list so not not so nice thing to say but I need to repeat it every time because there are, those are players who already did good things last couple of weeks for the rest doesn't change too much so uh, Raskin will not be back yet Ryan Jack will not be back yet. Scott Wright, it's a doubt. He's been sick, but he's also been struggling a little bit uh, muscular. So we're going to see if he's in the selection or not tomorrow. Paul is on the line, I think, on the way to Ibrox, Paul. Yeah, I'm going tonight, Paul. Um, Good man. <coughs> Good evening. Thanks. Welcome. I'll Good to have you on. I've, I've got That's without me shouting at the game. Um, I've got a bit of throat <laughs> coming on. Um, I'm not looking forward to the game tonight. I think um, yeah. things are looking positive. But... Um, on the flip side, I'm going to sound a bit negative from my point as well. Um, just, okay. I think it would be a better atmosphere if we would take the three points um, on Sunday. I'm a bit disheartened with that. and It's just going round in circles again. I feel that every time we get an opportunity, um, we seem to, whether it's winning mentality or whatever. So I was on your show maybe a few yeah. weeks back, mm-hmm. and I said, that, I said that the benchmark for Clermont would be the League Cup final against Aberdeen and Celtic part against Celtic and that would kind of tell me yeah. if, this is, if this is going positively and I have to say I, I think things have been looking good but I think that's the first blip under Clermont do you know what I mean I didn't see any energy I didn't, he didn't change the match for a long time um, and I, I thought he's, he's normally been his game management's been quite good he's, he made a change with Cadmill in the semi-final against Hearts he's seen no working, took him off at half time yeah. and changed it. Well, the thing is, you had a big chance, didn't you? Because Celtic fans were aghast that Celtic dropped points at home to Motherwell. No disrespect to Motherwell. Stephen, so Rangers fans going tonight, I'm saying confident for the game, but is that Celtic were let off the hook league wise? Celtic yeah, are still it, it, points ahead, but. We were all, I was on Friday with yeah. Barry, and, and if you'd offered Barry um, in, in Friday that Celtic Rangers would come out the weekend, same result. Yeah. With, with the difficulty of fixtures but I think where Paul's probably frustrated is when Celtic do drop those points and I I thought Rangers probably did enough on the day to win the game but the frustration probably comes and where you start to think with Clement, Clement coming in this is going to take off like a tra- train the momentum 
do Paul and his fellow Rangers fans really trust that group of players that when Celtic slip they go and capitalise on it That I, I think that's where the, the, they're, they're desperate to get behind the new manager but do they group, trust that yeah. core group of players that have been there for a few years to get over the line John what were you thinking no, I, score? I, yeah I think Paul makes a good point uh, I think he makes a really good point in terms of trying to narrow the gap and then Celtic draw and then it's almost saying, well, if Rangers win at Aberdeen, which is never easy, by the way, but I did think, like Stephen, Rangers hit the crossbar a couple of times and they, they probably edged the possession. Um, but for me, what I would say when Paul says about winning on Sunday and obviously go winning tonight, sorry, winning the League Cup and also winning at Celtic Park, yes, they'll close the gap, but that is not where the league is won. The league is won at Aberdeen. The, we, the league is won for Celtic when they don't drop points against St. Jo uh, Johnson. They don't drop points against Motherwell. That's where the league is won. Go into Ross County on a, on a midweek game and, and draw in and then Rangers steal a march or, or, or vice versa. Because you could be absolutely brilliant at Celtic Park and of course you're capable of beating Celtic on the 30th, 30th of December. But then the following week, when, when again, when you're coming up against an Aberdeen or a Dundee, whoever, no point then dropping points. You know, and I've always said, the, the Celtic Rangers games, four games, the league games, doesn't ever, in my opinion, decide where the title goes. It's just a shot in the arm. It's just a brilliant moment for the supporters. But in terms of going on and lifting the title, you need to be consistent and you need to not drop points in the other games against, no disrespect, the smaller sides. Yeah. Here's John on. Paul, back with you in a minute. A Rangers fan saying, the last time Celtic dropped points at Easter Road, remember, Rangers capitalised the next day. So he's disagreeing with this point. And they scored two late goals to beat Hearts. Rangers played much better, he says, at Pataudry than against Hearts. Nine times out of ten would have won that game and can still go down as a vital point. So, he said, I'd be more worried about the lacklustre Celtic performance and the apathy from the Celtic fans. So, at least there's a bit of competition and near the top. I mean, it's the nature of the league yeah. battle that both teams are expected to win every week. I just felt, I agree, who was it texting? John. I agree they did enough to, to win the game, but they didn't. Yeah. And when you're, the the chasing, when you're the chasing team... You can't afford to miss opportunities, um, and I and I do understand. As I said, any Rangers fan would have taken the same result going into the weekend. It's just the nature of it, and and I agree with Paul. I thought for the first time, maybe uh, Clement get his subs wrong. Um, I, I felt what would you have done? no. I just felt not change it. I think yeah, sometimes sure. you can change for the sake of changing. I thought well, but when he made the double sub, maybe about 10, 15 minutes to go, I thought Rangers, uh, Aberdeen were absolutely on the on the ropes. I thought it was a matter of time till Rangers scored and I thought that the subs bought them a bit of a time. So what does he do tonight? What's your team, Steve? Can I throw it at you? What's your team? We know there's no Balogun, there's no Yilmaz, we heard no. there, no Raskan, there's no Ryan Jack. He, he, his yeah. hands are tied in yeah. terms of um, a lot of positions. But I, I've gone for Butland, mm -hmm. um, Tavernier, Suter, Davies and Barisic. Suter and Davies, of course, yep. Okay. Sifuentes hasn't been amazing since he came in at Rangers um, I think he's used to the ball needs to be better long term as a Rangers player but I thought he did okay on Sunday um, okay. I would keep him in there with, with Lundstrom I'd like to see McCausland on the right um, it's a game Rangers need to win I expect him to win they're going to have a lot of the ball I, I've gone with McCausland on the right and Simo on the left I don't think 
I mean, I've gone with Tom Lawrence, but I could easily see in terms of the amount of football he's missed, putting Cantwell in there for that for for this game um, and saving Tom Lawrence for the weekend. But um, I've gone with Lawrence, but uh, just behind Danilo. Paul, who would you go with? Would you go Lawrence or Cantwell? I like Lawrence. I think Lawrence takes shots from outside the box. A bit different. Um, and he was unlucky against Aberdeen with the, the bar. crossbar and sure. also that one in the, least, in the, the far corner. I, 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 like, I like Lawrence. I've been a big fan of him. Rangers fans really like him, don't they? Yeah. I think he's been Rangers' as arguably best player. Yeah, when he's Tom, fit. Tom Lawrence, he's got yeah. a bit of quality. Great strike at the weekend where it's just come off the underside of the bar. Um, and he's got something that he's got that what Brendan Rodgers talks about that little bit of quality that can make the difference on the pitch in tight games Um, and I'm glad because he's had some bad injury problems been out of the side and it's good now for for Rangers and and Tom himself that he's getting a decent run in the side Stephen? Welshman votes for Welshman for Absolutely. Oh, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I, I liked Aaron Ramsey yeah. last season as well. I was, I was glad that he was playing games. You know? <laughs> so, what do you reckon, Paul? What's going to happen tonight, score wise? Um, I'm going for. I'm always optimistic, Paul, and I think yeah. 3 0. I'm putting my, my money on 3 0, and I'm um, expecting a strong performance. And I would do what we could actually be through before, before kick off. Win, I think. Am I right in saying that? I think. Yeah, because yep. they've got a better head to head against Sparta Prague. Yeah, of course, yeah. Aye. Sure. And then it could be a party time before we go in then, draw. And mm-hmm. I, I think, draw, we're, we're again doing well. Yep. Um, are you going to Seville for the better yeah. game? Are you going over there? No. Oh, no, I would no. love to go over. <laughs> but, oh, unfortunately, I'll be stuck, I'll be stuck here with the nice temperatures. Um, That'd be great, Seville, so wouldn't it, John? Yeah, yeah it would be. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm with, I think, I yeah. think Rangers will win tonight. I think they've got a. You know, they know the carrot is at the end of it. If they win tonight, you know, they, they qualify um, or go through, should I say. And uh, the Limassol result was a bit of a surprise, wasn't it, in terms of getting beat over there. But as I said, I thought, even in that game, I thought Rangers had opportunities to, to, to get a better result. But listen, I don't, I don't rate Limassol, you know, that much. And I think Rangers tonight at home, strong. You know, and I think they'll have um, they'll have the bit between their teeth, and I can't see nothing other than a Rangers win tonight. Yeah, Betis on nine points after the four games, Rangers on seven, then Prague on four, Limassol on three. Stephen, what do you reckon? Barry also last night, same as John said, a, a, a good Rangers win tonight. What do you feel? Yeah, I think it'll be two nil. Um, I think I think Aris Limassol caught Rangers um, a bit. Stephen Davis was obviously interim manager off the yes. back of losing Michael Beale, but. They were a bit all over the place. They went to a ground, the pitch didn't look great. The stadium was very um, empty. I know it was a big tra- travelling Rangers support, but I think they caught them at a good time. Um, and as I said, the, the results the results have been excellent in the campaign, apart from, from that one. But I expect them to put that wrong right tonight. And Paul, you'd be pleased that Ross McCausland has signed on for, what, three and a half years? Oh, the, an excellent piece of business by the board, I think. Um, as I said, I've been to a few games this season. and I think it was a game against... Sparta Prague came on and literally within one pass he sliced the defence wide open and I, I like his pace he's very much takes the defenders on uh, I think he's an asset and I think um, Clermont what I like about Clermont now is at least he's giving youth a chance so I'd like yeah. to see like Adam Devine maybe kick on I'd like to see Sack Lovelace um, when he comes okay. back century um, I think uh, there's definitely potential there so can I add one wee point Paul? go on throw on a wee question Quick one. Yep. just to see do you remember when Rangers were dominant in Scottish football and the nine-year-old and whatnot? 
but they couldn't do it European wise. They were getting beat off the likes of Ajax 4 0 Juventus and blah blah blah. And yeah. that was under Walter Smith. Yeah. Um, but domestically, scooping up all the titles. Do you think there's something where just, I don't know where it's a lot of averages or whatever, but you seem to play one way or another? I think we're set up more for European style than we are domestic. I don't know what, what you think, sure. I just want to ask. John, Rangers have been really good, better in Europe than they have been domestically in the past, well, since the 2000 season when they won the title. Yeah, well, they can qualify tonight in the Europa yeah. League. Yeah. Let's remember that the Europa League is a, is a different level to the Champions League. You know, I would say that, Paul. Yeah. Um, but they still have there's still some really good times. Uh, some clubs, sorry, in the Europa League and Rangers have done well. They've reached a final. 18 months ago. Absolutely. Yeah. It looks like they go and go through tonight. Yeah. So if they can do that, that would be fantastic for the club. Um, but to, to, to play in the Champions League, Paul, I said it earlier on, you, yeah. you need top, top players. You need quality. Brendan's always on about quality. So Rangers were in the Champions League last season and we saw what happened in terms of the level, you need better players. Yeah. Celtic are at that level right now, and Celtic need better players to win games. All right, yeah, they did well in the first half against Madrid. They went in half-time in front. Mm. They did very well in the second half against Lazio, where they were pushing Lazio. They did well for 75 minutes last night, but they've got one point from a possible sure. from a possible 15. So that, that tells you that both clubs at the very, very highest level, Rangers have done exceptionally well in the Europa League a couple of years ago and obviously right now. Yeah. But in terms of competing at the very, very highest level, you need better players. Stephen, we're becoming the two big teams here. Celtic Rangers are becoming the whipping boys. The media in the UK and maybe elsewhere now, you know, people used to talk about what they've done but so long ago. What do you feel now? It is, it yeah, feel good. it's something... Yeah. I mean, I played in England for seven years. Yeah. Something you get a lot of... Uh, they, they can't wait to stick the boot into the game up here, and and one of the, the things you have when you when I was down there, um, you take a bit of pride in the results in Europe. Mm. Um, the golf in the Champions League. I mean, we saw it last year. Yeah. You put in Celtic to that. I mean, Celtic did get a lot of plaudits, pretty much because they lost in an attacking way. Yeah. They went out and tried to score goals, and that's how they lost. Um, Rangers obviously had the the worst ever campaign um, in the Champions League, and now you're watching Celtic just now and. The golf just feel, feels as big as it's ever felt and yeah, it's, it's not great. It's nice when you get to a Thursday night and not just Rangers, I think Aberdeen have been very unlucky yeah. in the campaign. Yeah. It, it's probably where the game's at. Um, we're probably closer to competing in the Europa League um, and it, and it's, and it's you see the big two, you always see Celtic Rangers as Champions League clubs. You look at the clubs that are qualifying for the Champions League and you think in terms of history, fans, everything, they shouldn't be able to touch them but with the TV money it's it's making it very very difficult and it's sobering it is sobering yeah. last year's campaign was sobering for us it was sobering um, watching Celtic now and it's been so long without a win at that level um, and I don't know how they bridge the gap I, I don't know without I mean you think of obviously Celtic are getting it in the neck at the minute but you think as we spoke about you lose Juranovic you lose Giacomacus yeah. you lose Jota you lose Starfelt you can't just keep losing these players every summer and then just expect it to get better. Moyes at some point. Yeah. What, I'd say to that, what I'd say to that is, last season, Ange had all these players. Mm -hmm. We still finished bottom of the group. Yep. You know, so yep. you know, at the end of the yep. day, as I said, Brendan, the manager, every interview, losing, uh, losing to Kilmarnock, drawing at home to St Johnston and Motherwell. Every time I listen to Brendan speaking, 
he said we lack the cutting edge in the final third quality and it's so true that's his favourite word at yeah, the minute but he's right isn't quality. he quality yeah. so when when are they going to address it January uh, well, you, you hope so because well, they e- e- even in the league they've been yeah. very dominant but Rangers are having yeah. a really really good spell they're in a good run of form so, you know, in terms of that, I just think Celtic have to address this issue. Paul, good call. Thanks so much. And he's right. Of course, Real Betis, the game uh, with Sparta Prague, kicks off at 5.45. Aberdeen are in action as well in 20 minutes. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For your free energy home survey and a bespoke quote, call 0800 233 Let's go. It's Thursday evening. It's great to have the... Well, I was going to say domestic football, but the club football back as well, because we know with Scotland, we're heading to the Euros in 2024. Now it's all about the league business. It's about the League Cup coming up in a few weeks' time. And I see Premier Sports are back in for next season, the Via Play Cup. I don't quite know what's going on there, but the League Cup final, Via Play Cup final this year, Rangers against Aberdeen is now only, what, two and a half weeks away. And then Scottish Cup, of course, we got the draw, some of the minnows against the big two, some good draws as well there. And also, of course, for Rangers tonight, it's the Europa League against uh, Limassol. Let's go on the line. Here's a Rangers fan on from Easterhouse. It's Thomas. Good evening, Thomas. Good evening. How are you doing? Yeah, good. How are you? Are you on the way to the match? I'm on my way to pick my son up then we're going to the game. Aye. Good, man. So what are you thinking? What do you want to say? Um, it's just a wee bit of what the last caller said, you know, I kind of agree with him, and I agree with him to a certain point. You know, he said about the point will be like going to Celtic Park and yeah. things like that. I think what this Rangers team's proved is they, they lose more big games than they win. I think six weeks ago, this Rangers team well, it was hopeless. You know, yeah. well, get rid of this player, get rid of that player. I think the difference is now we've got a, a top manager. But he's still got the same players and he's got the best of them. But I don't think he's going to achieve anything great with him. I think it'll just be one of these seasons where we get close to Celtic, mm-hmm. but we just don't get close enough. And we'll win some games and we'll, we'll drop a few points as well, especially with Ibrox. How are you feeling about the cup final? How confident? I'm confident in terms of watching Aberdeen, even when they beat his 3-1 at Ibrox. Mm-hmm. We still had chances against them. Yeah. We, we should have beat them on Sunday. But I don't think they're great. Um, and yeah. I think, obviously, the way Rangers play now, I think Hamden, the big way, I think that suits Rangers. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, sorry. So I was going to say, so last night, Barry Ferguson said to us, right, the latest is he thinks Rangers will strengthen in January and they'll have to strengthen. Maybe two or three players, maybe loans, maybe signings. Some people may be going out. And you've just heard John Hartson saying... Celtic need to improve in January as well. We know that they, you know, they need striking yeah. all this. But what do you think for Rangers then, for Thomas? Um, I just think Thomas is, is right. Uh, I think they'll be favourites to win the um, the League Cup yep. um, in in a couple of weeks' time. I think that would that would appease a lot of the supporters. Obviously, Philip Clement comes in. Within three or four months, he wins his first trophy. I think that would give the team a lot of confidence. They've got a trophy in the cabinet. But I just think, like everything else, it's the consistency. And the reason why Philip Clement's done very well also is because this is not his group of players. You know, he, he's had to get a turn out of the players when three or four weeks ago, Michael Beale failed to do that. And that's that, they're Michael Beale's players. And that's why 
inevitably he was sacked. But Philippe Clement's come in and gone, do you know what, do, do you know what I'm going to do here? They're not bad players. They just need a little bit of confidence. They need a little bit of work on our style. I'm going to put my arm around a few people. I'm going to give a, a rollick into a few people who I think need it. And they've, he's got an impact. He, he's got a reaction out of the players. And hence, when you get the players playing for you, when the players like the manager and what he's doing, that little bit of extra discipline, they play for him. And the results are certainly there now. And Rangers are in excellent form. And um, and that's why Philippe Clement has done so well because this group of players are not his. Stephen, what are you thinking of Rangers November 2023 compared to a couple of months ago? And is it going to be good enough to chase Celtic and maybe overtake Celtic in the league? No, I think um, I think Clement. I think he'll know that Honestly. privately. He'll know. Yeah. I've said before. I think there will be maybe a few players he's worked with in the past that he's identified and saying, "No, he could do. He could do me a ton here." What it looks like to me in terms of six weeks ago is it looks it looks organised. His team his team selections aren't totally random. Um, you can have a guess at it and not be miles away. Um, you, you think back to um, Scott Wright was just a bit signed for a team in Turkey. He told he could leave the club and then he's playing in Michael Beale's team. I don't think that sort of thing will happen under Philippe Clement. Um, I don't expect the bulk of this team to be be here next this time next year really the bulk yeah yeah I don't I mean you look at the back four I, I think they're all starting back four they're all in their 30s now um, obviously got an excellent goalkeeper but I do think they need I do think they need recruitment and, yeah. and he's an experienced manager that will know what he's looking for um, but what he has done he said right this is the best of what I've got this is, this is how we get the best out of this team I was thinking on Sunday, I was thinking the cup final is going to be real, real cracker. Yeah. Um, I was thinking if Rangers can put it together for 90 minutes, the way they played the first 20 minutes against Aberdeen at Ibrox, the, the last 30, they played it to Todd, I expect them to win the game comfortably. But Aberdeen team have got firepower. Yeah. Um, I think Miofsky's excellent. Mm. They've got goals in their team, the very physical side. Rangers are going to have to be their best for 90 minutes to win that. Thomas, should they sign Miofsky? in January if they can or a Shankland or I mean Danilo seems to be doing well Desers people would love to see it work for him but it just might not and that was four and a half million uh, I think Desers to be honest with you I don't think you're, they're doing, doing him any favours by playing the boy really? he looks yeah. he's absolutely gone mm-hmm. uh, you know and he must have something to sign him yeah. the boy for Aberdeen I wouldn't, I wouldn't sign him uh, I would like him to go for Shankland but again, are you going to leave Hearts to be a first-team player to come to Rangers and be a squad player? Because at his age, because I think that's all he would be, I don't think he would play every week. And I think for what we're looking for, to, for where we want to go, I think we need more quality than somebody like Shankland. All right. Let's have, John, yeah. you came into a Celtic team with um, Sutton and Larson. But yeah. you found your place in there and you played so many games. Yeah, well, over 100 yeah. goals. Yeah, well, Shankland is a very good goal scorer, you know, and for me, you know, if he's getting the service that he would get at Rangers, maybe more so than he gets at Hearts, you know, with the, with the quality that Rangers yeah. have from wide areas, Seema, Tavernier going down that right-hand side with his quality into the box, then I think Sh- Shankland would score a barrel load of goals. I really do. Um He's a goal scorer. He doesn't do an awful lot outside the box, but he comes alive inside the box. And he's just scored his goal, has just scored a goal for Scotland. So he'd be yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. bouncing. What hearts will let him go for? They won't want to let him go, obviously, because he's huge for them. 
But I think he'd be a, shy, a good signing for, for anybody, Lauren Shanklin, because goal scorers are few and far between. You know, the, they win the games for you. Forwards win the games. And um, anybody signing Lauren Shanklin, I, I think you'll get in, in more sides in Scotland. I really do. Great call. Thanks so much. Thomas, what's your scoreline tonight? 2-1 uh, Rangers. 2-1 Rangers. Thanks very much. You're picking yeah. up your son. Enjoy the game. Cheers, Thomas. Thank you. Thank All you. Right. 0808 17 17 700. Here is uh, Dylan uh, with Man Flu on the line, a Rangers fan. Hello, Dylan. Hi, Paul. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks for calling the surgery. <laughs> Leave a message. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I've been, I've, yeah, don't, Paul. I've, yeah. I've been to the surgery today. I'm on lip. I'm, I'm on lip. What, what's it called? Oh, oh, Lemsip. Yeah. yeah. Or the beach. Don't, have too, don't so, have too many of them. So, right. so, so don't, so don't yeah. do me a drug test because uh, yeah. I probably yeah. feel. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tell me, I hope you're okay. Hope you're feeling better. So, no, uh, yeah. Listen, I'm, yeah. I'm okay. kidding on. I know you are. I, I'm okay. on Lemsips and I have got a bit of man flu. But oh dear. Listen, yep. uh, Paul, yeah. can I talk to you, please? Go on. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 Th- thank you, Paul, and Go good evening. What, what a. What I wanted to ask you, yeah. or, or not ask you, but to say, Paul, is, do you know what, what, that's, I go to Europe every night, you know, every night the Rangers are playing, and uh, right. tonight I can't, obviously, because sure. I'm, I'm under the weather, yep. and I, I've, I've given my ticket to, like, one of my family, he's, he's over from New Zealand. Oh, brilliant, he'll be delighted. One. He'll be like, sorry to hear you're not feeling so well, but thanks for the ticket. Right, good. No, so, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So what is your no, point? But I, yeah. I love that, but I love, because he, he says, yeah. listen, that, that's all by the by. Yeah. But right. what I wanted to say to you, Paul, and uh, John and Paul. Yep. But, uh, sorry, yeah. St- Stephen, yep. Uh, what I wanted to say to you, see like Celtic the other night that, that getting put out of Europe, yeah. I think they already had an advantage. And the police came out, and see Rangers, okay, we can laugh at the minute if, if we go through tonight or even whenever, right? But I think that gives Celtic an advantage in the league, and I don't know if I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? Because if I was a Celtic fan, I'd be looking at going, right, I, my thing is I want to do something in Europe. I'm sorry for my, my voice, Paul. On you go, you're all right. <clears throat> yeah. I really am. Suffering okay. here. I can hear. So, uh, I, right, we've got your point. We don't want to stress the voice too yeah. much. So, that's, that's a good question. Is it better for Celtic to be out of Europe? I mean, I think, I'm, well, I'm not going to answer that one. Stephen, what would you think? In terms of domestic advantage, yeah. not having games, I think it's very hard to play, especially the Thursday to Sunday. No idea the science behind why it's so, so much harder on the Thursday to Sunday, but I do think it's an advantage. You can only look far as far back to this season. I think the the Celtic Rangers game, Rangers off the back of the five one defeat in in Holland to PSV Eindhoven, and Celtic went there with all their troubles. But Rangers had had a horrendous night in Holland and seemed to have a hangover from it. It didn't seem to go as well. And I think probably when you get into the turn just after January and European games that Thursday Sunday, you're always going to be guys, the team playing I, second. Guys, yeah. can yeah. I come in? It's just honestly, it's just a short point. I'm sorry. For on you go. No, on you go. Uh, do you remember 2008 when you just... Yes. Um, yep. Do you remember the, the, the catalogue of games? Yep, that they had? for sure. Right? Right. Rangers would have won that league. Tell the truth. <laughs> Rangers would have won the league We always tell the truth. You, yeah. you can argue... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I cut... No, but yeah. we can argue. And, but but what I'm, my point is, Rangers 
had already played a lot of games more than yeah. like Celtic sure. we can't, we can't d- rerun d- 2008 none of us will yeah. ever be able to know who yeah, sure. the three European finalists in the last 20 years none of them have won the, the right. domestic league that season yeah. so it's potentially course, a case yeah. for your argument but it's really yeah. hard to tell sure. whether they would or wouldn't John what about this thing though it's a good point you made originally about Dylan saying mm. is this an advantage to Celtic right you played uh, in Champions League and then you played yeah. in a team winning the league so would you not rather be well, in I, both? I, I also think that it can give you a bit of momentum as well yeah. because good performances lead to good performances mm. now Philippe Clement's biggest problem is competing in Europe and having a side having numbers having a big enough squad to put a quality team out mm. on a weekend when they come back that is capable yeah. of winning but it can work in the adverse way as well um, in terms of playing too many games, um, players getting injured, you know, things like this. So I see, I see both points, really. Um, but what I would say in answer to Dylan's question, and it's not Celtic and Rangers, but what I would say as well, that Celtic may well have won the title in 2003 when they yeah. got to the, the UEFA Cup final. We ended up winning nothing that year. And you remember we went to yeah. Kilmarnock and won 5-1 yeah. and Rangers beat Dunfermline, mm. whatever it was, 6-0. Yeah. Yeah. So if we hadn't played, you know, all them games that we did, Liverpool away, yeah. Boa Vista yeah. away, Stuttgart away, Blackburn away, all them games, <laughs> yep. if you like, oh, sure. then we would yeah. we would have been fresher. So it's it's not it's not tit for tat. No. I'm just Where's saying that <laughs> it can it can have an effect. Yeah. Absolutely yes. Sure. But on the other hand, it can also winning games in Europe is a fantastic thing to do you know and the Thursday-Sunday is a big thing isn't it if you if Celtic drop points on the Saturday then that's your advantage in the Sunday where you think going to Aberdeen you could get an extra couple of points but they didn't um, there's something about John You did you find that as well playing on a Sunday yeah. rather than the, the Wednesday-Saturday or Tuesday-Saturday well you've just got to yeah. be able to cope yeah. as a club because you want to be in Europe yeah. sure. you want to be in semi-finals Rangers yeah. a couple of years ago to the final brilliant everybody was delighted they took thousands and thousands over to the final you want to be going far in European competition that's that's the the highest place you want to be in football that's the ones that the the the, the, the players they, they're their memories they tell their grandkids yeah. about the travels in Europe and the teams they beat and the Dortmunds and everything else that they beat but on the other side you've got to have enough about you then to come back on 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 a on a Sunday if you like after playing yeah. Thursday and have a squad. That's the, that's the whole that's the whole point of having a good mm. squad. So you can chop and change yep. and keep players fresh. Dylan, rest that voice. Thanks so much for calling. Mark, thanks for contacting us. Glad you're enjoying the show so much. Mark and the family are tuned in. Lots of people calling on the way to the game. And we'll be speaking to some Celtic fans yeah. as well after. Well, what you've got to ask as well, Paul. Yeah, would would a club yeah. would a club want to get to a semi-final of a of a European yeah. competition and maybe not win the league or would they rather go out in the, in the in the in Europe let people come in and call would they rather be out early yep. in Europe and then win leagues consistently that's a big question for, for clubs to answer and fans to answer and of course the money is qualifying through the league win the league in your next season there's eight games qualifying games rather than six so mm-hmm. good point John quick break 08 08 17 17 700 
The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Paul Cooney, John Hartson, Stephen McGinn. As Aberdeen get ready to kick off and it's snowing, not in Aberdeen, but over in Helsinki. Stephen, just looking at the Aberdeen team, Roos then, they've got Rubizek, McDonald and Jensen, Milne, Polvara, Baron, Duncan and Hayes, and Guay and Lopez, Duke up front. So, a few changes from the team who did so well against Rangers at the weekend. Yeah, my guess was a bit different. I went for a 3-4-3, just um, thinking Hayes might play left of a, a front three. But yeah, totally changed team. It's a huge game for Aberdeen on Sunday, obviously. Apart from the amount of Aberdeen fans out there and maybe prize money, the bigger game for them this week is now Hibs on Sunday. Yeah. So uh, plenty of changes from Barry Robson. I'm quite chuffed. I can't believe I worked out the formation for you ahead of Stephen McGinn, who's got a great <laughs> football brain. You know the truth, it's on TNT Sport. And luckily, it stayed on the screen long enough, John, otherwise it'd have been struggling. Yeah, well, so what do you think tonight? Uh, yeah. I think it's a tough game yeah. for Aberdeen. It looks like is that is that astroturf? Is that four G? It looks like on? it. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously Helsinki would be used to playing sure. on that surface as well. Yeah. But the yeah. changes that um, that um, Aberdeen have made, I think there's a reason behind that. You know, as Stephen said, Hibs at the weekend. Then they've got the big cup final coming up. So Duke Majovski, I, I think, is real. Uh, players that he looks to win games for them is McGrath playing in midfield no no no. no. so no McGrath these these yeah. top players they, they yeah. need to keep fresh not a massive squad so I can see the reasoning by Aberdeen going a little bit uh, lighter tonight in terms of their first team yeah. scoreline what do you reckon I think Helsinki will win I think Aberdeen yeah. have not okay. really particularly had a great yeah. campaign they came close didn't they in yeah some of the really games really should. tough yeah. game you know tonight yeah. and uh, listen I hope they I hope they do of win of course but yeah my honest opinion is uh, I think they might get beat. Yeah, it's the orange ball because of the snow which has obviously been swept off. What's your scoreline, do you think, Stephen? Well, I actually yeah. thought yeah. going into the game off the back of the weekend I thought Aberdeen could potentially have won this game but with the changed team and being away from home um, Helsinki 2-1. Helsinki 2-1. Your brother, of course, and his Aston Villa side playing tonight. Your dad on the way down. Who have they got tonight? Yeah, Liga Warsaw at home. Yeah. So, Good. Um, Big one tonight for, for Aston Villa and hoping they can keep the run going. What about flying? Villa are flying. Uh, they are, aren't they? Great result what, against Spurs at the weekend. What about Man United last night, John? We see Onana there. The keeper brought in a lot of money during the summer. De Gea is away. But my goodness, he cost well, them last I, I, night, I, I didn't don't he? I think Onana's yeah. up to it, to be honest. Yeah, I think it, we no. look at the brilliant keepers United have had down the years. He's yeah. cost them a few points this season. He has, hasn't he? Yeah. Come for an awful lot of money mm. as well. But, you know, uh, a great goalkeeper can win you titles, can can win you games, especially tough games away from home. Uh, but personally, for me, um, he's not really impressed me this season. He's not Jack, Jack Butland, is he? <laughs> I'm just thinking, given that he was on the books there last year, but I'm not going to be very different. They had Jack Butland, yeah. they had David De Gea, and, yeah. and you're looking at them now and thinking, they both look better on Anana. Um I just think the two most important positions in the pitch are the goalkeeper and the striker. Mm. Man United have got a young striker with a lot of promise up front but not not the proven striker that some of the other teams in the league have got and, and a goalkeeper that doesn't look like a goalkeeper at times. Kieran's on asking about Celtic saying are they going to have a new goalkeeper for the new season? He still likes Joe Hart. He's not saying Celtic without Joe Hart but will there be someone else coming in and the need for a new striker as well? I'm not along with oh, mm. uh, um, Kyogo. Well, it all depends um, if Brendan Rodgers sees 
Joe Hart as his number one going forward next season. There's only one man that'll decide this, and that's the manager. You know, everybody can have their view. Um, what would you do, John, if you were the manager? Would you bring another keeper in? No, I think they're out of the Champions League now. I think Joe Hart is more than capable of, of dealing with the second half of the season in goal for Celtic, going for the Scottish yep. Cup and going for the league title. I think he's been excellent in recent years. Yes, he's 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 made a couple of mistakes, you know, this year. But in terms of his shot stopping still, mm. um, with Seagrist there and, and Bain there, I don't think they need to add another goalkeeper. Maybe at the start of next season, possibly, when Joe Hart's out of contract, I believe. Um, but not this season. I, I think Joe Hart's good enough to deal with what's coming, you know, in, in the in the next four, five, six months for Celtic. Is it fair to say Celtic looked comfortable the other night? We had you on the telly when we were in here in the studio until Immobile made such a difference. And late in the game, yeah. what, what happened? Is it, just well, it, it was skills? almost as if they were saving Immobile back yeah. because I think the you know, look, Celtic were delighted. Mm. He, he weren't starting, but of course he was on the bench. He came on and he was the difference. You know, Stephen just said they're the two favourite players on the pitch, most important are the striker, is the striker and the goalkeeper. Um, and he just showed his class. I thought Celtic did yeah. quite well without posing a big threat mm. um, on Roma's goal. You know, Kyogo had, had, a, had a shot across the goal, didn't he? Which just went right of the goalkeeper's post. And then um, I think it was, um, was it, uh, oh, he had the header when he headed it back, the South Korean player on the left for, Yang. for Celtic, Yang. Yeah. Yang, people thinking, can he, can he head for goal? Yeah. Decided to, to head it back into Kyogo. Maybe he made the wrong decision, but saying that, he's not centre-forward. No. So he's not thinking like a centre-forward, you know? It could have been a defining moment. And other the game, than but, that, but, I, I, I yeah. thought uh, Roma, uh, I thought they were yeah. almost... You know, there for the taking. But again, I just don't think Sadik was strong enough on the night. And as Brendan have said, they just didn't have that quality to go and beat Roma. Here's what he said, though, about the next game, the final game. Still a chance. Okay, they're out. Lazio, but it could be sorry, four not points. Roma. Yeah, Lazio. Last game, of course, Feyenoord. We want to win in front of our own supporters. You know, our, our, our support has been incredible, travelling all around Europe, and they haven't seen us win. So we would love to be able to give them that victory at home and. Uh, and finish off uh, with a positive result. And quality, as you said, John, that's what he's been saying. No, listen, I just think it's, I think the, well, tonight in terms of laps of concentration, we, we, we give the ball away and then obviously we, I think we trace it back to the, the, the guy coming on the inside. A little bit of luck has gone against us. But I think it's the overall quality at the level. I think we need to have uh, our very best players available going into this competition. And uh, and also have an added quality. That that's what makes the difference. I think these players here have been competitive in every game. But what makes the difference is is uh, is that little bit of experience and, and and genuine quality, especially at the top end of the field. So um, so that's hopefully something that we can uh, uh, look to resolve over the, the couple of windows. Stephen, I'll tell you one thing. Yet again, Celtic fans, Hampshire Rangers fans as well, not treated well abroad. Why were they so late getting in? I know you've had some messages from people who are poor experience. Yeah, I spoke to a couple of people getting 32 minutes into the game. Um, and, and, and it is the, the football experience that you're spending lots of money to go out. Maybe, I mean, uh, what is it, the Italian police? You don't know why, but there can't be a reason why it's so hard to get football fans into a ground that big. Uh, a ground that's 
um, accommodates Lazio versus Roma versus Juventus. I mean, it's it's a big stadium. Sure, it should massive. be it should be easy. So and it wasn't yeah, it, full, obviously. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think you could tell when you were watching the game. You could see the away end. It just get fuller and fuller as the game was on, which kind of backed up. That they weren't letting them in. So. Yeah, another disappointing night for that. John, you were inside. Did you yeah. hear of it? No, yeah. I heard about it afterwards, yeah. and I've seen the pictures since as well. I've also seen the the, the flares going yeah. into mm. the cell again. I wonder if UEFA are going to take any punishment against Lazio for that, because them flares can take eyes out, they can cause yeah. damage, uh, heads, things yeah. like that. So I saw that, and I think everybody saw them flames going into the Celtic end. So I have to bring it up, because I'm sure, sure if that was Celtic doing mm -hmm. that to Lazio, yeah. might be a bit different, or Rangers doing that to another club. I think it might be a diff bit different, you know? Yeah. So I would like to see UEFA act on that. Yeah. Um, it, and, and obviously, it's really not fair when the fans... Because the fans pay good money, Paul. Yeah. They, they pay for their flights, they pay for their ticket, they pay for, the, yeah. for their accommodation. They're there for two or three days. And it's unfair, and also they were kept uh, inside the ground for an hour and a half after the game. Yeah. Now, I know maybe they're trying to get, you know, they're, they're letting yeah. all the Lazio fans go away and, and go home, maybe yeah. for their own sort of safety in case there's any, you know, um, Lazio sure. fans yeah. that, that yeah. they'll get a bit violent. So, but I, I you know, to an hour and a half after the game, a lot mm. of the fans said they were absolutely freezing, yeah. you know, at that time as well. It's really, really poor. Stephen? No, just yeah, totally back up what John's just said. It was just you thinking about the quality issue. It is yeah. the Brendan Rodgers buzzword at the minute. And you do look at one of the big things about Angie's Angie Postacoglu's second team, Celtic's uh, second season team, was a lot of credit was given to at sixty minutes, the next batch of subs yeah. would come on. So at different times last year it'd be maybe Aaron Moy was coming on. Second right. half of the season it was Matt O'Reilly that's coming on. Yeah. Uh, maybe we Leila Bada uh, at times. I know Jota didn't start a Rangers game last year, but Jota was coming on. First half of the season, Jackie Mack is, is coming on. Yeah. And one of the biggest uh, compliments you could ever give Aaron Moy was Tom Rogic wasn't missed last season because of Aaron Moy. And you think, right, so Tom Rogic is gone, then Aaron Moy's gone. Now Rio Hatati's injured. Yeah. And that third midfield um, berth is just totally up for grabs. But David Turnbull's obviously scored a lot of goals domestically. Paolo Bernardo only seems to play in the Champions League. He's looked good at times. Um, and Odin Holm, it's not really happened for him. But the, the quality drop-off maybe isn't... It. When everyone's fit itself at the first 11, yeah. Is it still good enough? Can you still go and take on a Atletico Madrid? Go toe-for-toe, toe? yes. But there's been a severe lack of uh, drop-off in terms of the quality of the bench. All right, more of that in the next hour. Also... It's almost like a snowstorm up there at Helsinki. Nil-nil at the moment after 10 minutes. Here's Philippe Clement. Qualification can be achieved tonight. Yeah, of course. If uh, you can qualify with still one game to play, it's, it's a big thing. There's not many teams in Europe who can qualify already now. So it's a big thing if you can do that. But we know we still have two games to do that. But we're going to grab it with two hands to, to try to do it tomorrow evening. No, with three hands, because I expect the hand of the fans also. Yeah, the fans, so important in these big European nights. Stephen, are you on Snow Patrol watch there at Helsinki? It's really quite heavy. Yeah, I mean, you look at some of the pictures the Aberdeen fans out yeah. there, it's uh, very seasonal in terms of Christmas, um, and they looked as if they had a good night last night in the snow. <laughs> what what gets the coldest, Aberdeen or Helsinki? Well, good question. Yeah. yeah, great city though, Aberdeen, isn't it? Brilliant. The it's the wind in Aberdeen. See, trying yeah. to play in a game in Aberdeen without the wind. 
Yeah, apart from that, it's lovely. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> the beach end. All yeah. right, the news is coming up next and we're still uh, counting down towards Rangers kicking off in two hours' time. There'll be 50,000 at Ibrox. Some of the Limassol fans are in town around the city today, but the Rangers fans heading for Ibrox. Aberdeen are nil-nil at the moment. After the news, we're back with Stephen McGinn and John Harson. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Tailored and renewable energy products to suit your commercial and domestic needs. Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. Hour two, Paul Cooney, Stephen McGinn and John Hartson. John, back from Rome where Lazio had a 2-0 win. But Celtic, just under two weeks' time, will be up against Feyenoord at Celtic Park. There'll be 60,000 there. There'll be 52,000 at Ibrox tonight, less than two hours away from kickoff. Aris Limassol in town. Stephen, you're on Helsinki Aberdeen watch. There's been a goal. Yeah, Helsinki have taken the lead. They've started very strongly and I think Hassan Bandes get the goal. Just Rubisic left for dead and it opens up the whole goal nothing Kjellarus could have done about it Some of the news today that um, Fulham and Nottingham Forest are now keen on Lewis Ferguson the former Aberdeen player now at Bologna as we know captaining Bologna at the moment and there's interest in him and of course the question is why didn't he go to Rangers maybe even Celtic as well but with his the family connections Derek mm. his dad Barry his uncle they, they never but, made a big enough play for him it's no, quite simple sure. because if they had gone in for him then it would give him the opportunity we don't know maybe they did have conversations Celtic the same but ultimately if they were going to go in for him they, they, they didn't go in you know uh, uh, as hard enough rigid yeah. as maybe they should have or, gone or, in or, almost yeah. saying I'm going to make this player mm-hmm. come to the club offer him a deal he can't because look look how well he's done. I know you never know if they're going to go on but he's gone on like like yeah. something else, hasn't he? Sure. And the two clubs that are reported to be wanting to sign him are two Premier League clubs. For sure. Fulham and Nottingham Forest, I think he's good enough to play at that level. Yeah, and why does it take for him to make that first move for your films in Nottingham Forest to go and sign him? I said you spoke about John, um, his game tonight. If Steve Bruce hadn't just taken a gamble and go and pay the three million for John, then... Um, you never know where they've ended up at Aston Villa so there's, there's quality players up here for those English scouts to take them straight here, straight from there Reports today that uh, David Turnbull is being watched by some English, uh, Italian clubs including AC Milan so he's not a regular although he's the top scorer at the moment but uh, could you see him going to AC Milan David no. Turnbull but he must be desperate for no. regular football I can't see him you can't get in the Celtic team out Unless his agent is working very hard yeah. to put his name around, but listen, I, th- I like David Turnbull. I think I've always said it. I think he's a he's a goal scoring midfield player. He, he adds that 10, 12, 14 goals every year for you from midfield. I can see him going to a, a top championship team like a Leeds or a West Brom or a Leicester. You know what? We're currently top of the uh, the, the championship down in England. But you're looking at AC Milan, you know, the giants of of Europe, really, they have been in recent years. And uh, Giroud up top for them. Um, 
you know, the what's the Chelsea player that played last night as well? Oh, I can't think of his name. Anyway, ex Chelsea. Um, so for me, no, I, I think I think somebody's putting his name out there, and I, I don't think in AC Milan are looking personally. Back to Celtic um, and Feyenoord, Sydney Van Hoydonk. He could be moving, as we know, soon. Feyenoord, so his dad's other old club, or one of his old clubs in there for him, Stephen. So what do you think? Yeah, as, a, as we speak, Aberdeen are just about staying in the game. Helsinki have hit the post, and then from the resulting corner, they've hit the bar. So Aberdeen just need to keep their heads and, and stop this getting messy. Rangers in action tonight against Aris Limassol. Here's the manager speaking about their European ambitions. Yeah, I want ambitious people here in the building. Uh, I want to create winners, and winners are for me people who always want to win. Not one competition or two, but they want to win everything they do. They want to win in every training. So I cannot put uh, priorities into one competition because then I don't create winners. So that's the thing for tomorrow. Next game, going full, and knowing if you can win that, you you make a really big step because you can play in Europe uh, after January. It's an important thing for the club, for the players also. Everybody likes to play in Europe with all the attention and all Europe watching these games. Of course, for careers of players, it's a good thing also. As a club, it's also important to, to make good uh, European results because it gives statue to, to your club. So it's an important evening. Glasgow Life podcast, Get Active Glasgow, brought to you by Glasgow Life, is the new podcast and video series showcasing the great sports and activities across Glasgow, the 2023 European capital of sport, as you know. And episode four is now live. So I'm telling you this because no matter who you are or where you live in Glasgow or your fitness level, there's an incredible choice of sports so you can get out, get active and meet new people. And we're giving you the chance to win tickets for you and a friend to see the Scottish women's football team who are playing England, the old enemy, on Tuesday at Hamden. Just go to thisisgo.co.uk. And of course, Scotland in action tomorrow night, Stephen, against Belgian women's in the, I think that's the Den Dreef Stadium, isn't it, in Louvain. So let's hope Kirsty Hansen, who was in great form recently, uh, and could do well. Because we've not started well, we're bottom of the section. Scotland's women, remember a few years ago, they were you know, doing really well. Scotland national team, not so well, the men's team. But let's hope the balance comes back a bit towards the women. Yeah, I think the way the, the Nations League works, we're going to have it soon with the men's team where you're into that top seeds of teams and it can be quite unforgiving if you're not um, at the top of your game. And it's been a tough campaign for them. Um, but that's a good game to look for them to look forward to on Tuesday against England. John, as you know, Scotland's men used to train at Orium. They now train at Lesser Hamden at Queen's Park's ground. You're heading to Orium this weekend and one of your daughters... Playing netball. Oh, she's, yeah. Paul, she's only nine years of age yeah. and she's been playing three or four months and she's got her first netball match. You asked me what I was doing this weekend. Yeah, or something, yeah. like, you know, And yeah. um, on Very, Sunday morning yeah. at the Orium and uh, with a group of other nine-year-olds and we're all going, all her little sisters and me and my wife Sarah, yeah. we're all going to go and watch her to give her some support. So looking forward to that, Paul. I'd rather yeah. go there than play in a European final Watch my daughter oh, and have fun. 
Fantastic. I love that means it. more to me. It's all about family these days, isn't it? But do you know what? I could see in a few years if she's like her father. Her mother would be athletic as well, I would imagine. But can you imagine? What if Wales want her and Scotland want her? John Hartson, what think, would you I think, do? I think my wife might have something to say about that. It's the usual the thing, boss. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> John, you're as free to do as you're told at home. That's the absolutely. Uh, yeah. So Rangers in action tonight, Stephen. People, Rangers fans, feeling confident. Quite a few are coming on here to say that they think Rangers are getting better. Here's the manager once more about how he thinks the team are progressing. I don't want that they think about that, about the last game, because it always can create some negativity in your head. No, I want that they continue what they've been doing until now. In a lot of moments, really good. In Aberdeen, the first 15 minutes, not good. And we've been, we had a really good meeting around that, the things that went wrong and the things that went well the 75 minutes later on. And what's the difference? So that's a new lesson. Um, for all the group, not only the players who are on the pitch. And like this, we, we will make our, our story stronger and stronger the next couple of weeks, and for sure the next couple of months. And, and that's a normal way in a football club. Stephen, what do you think it is um, under Philippe Clement? What differences have you seen? Yeah, as I said, I think there's a, he's, he's got the best out of what's available. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I think it's quite far from what he'd like it to look like in the future. I'm sure we'll have development of his ideas and um, what he has is he, he's come in out with a transfer window and, and he's trying to be, pick his best team and the, the way of playing that suits him the, the best interesting what he's, he's went through the, the first 20-25 minutes of that game the other day because it was quite unusual it was unusual in terms of two one-on-one chances Aberdeen had and, and the way it came about obviously Jack Butland made a great save for the first one if that goes to 2-0 then do they get the point out of it um, and it'll, it'll probably be a bit of a warning look we play them again in a few weeks not only in the cup final but we play them quite soon after in the league we can't start like that um, because you give a chance like that to Wojan Mijowski then he'll yeah. take it I think what Philippe Clement has done he's gone into Rangers Paul and he's reminded the players of their roles and their responsibilities and that is to up their game and the results they were getting previously weren't acceptable for a club and a, and, a, and a Rangers team. You could see that in the results under Michael Beale. And obviously he's doing very well because the results don't lie. And he's been having some terrific results while he's been at the club. But what he's done is, as I've told you, he's gone in and said the way you're performing is not acceptable. Not accepted to play for this football club. And that's what he's done. He's just tinkered with a few things. And they've got to start playing like it means something. And, and obviously playing for the football club. They, they, they can't go into games sloppy and thinking, oh yeah, I'm getting dropped, I'm not playing every week. Listen, you've got to be good. You've got to be brilliant every single week. You know, in front of, the, in front of that crowd, they expect that. Have they got enough winners? You know, Barry Ferguson last night, winner, outstanding winner. You, a winner with Celtic. Have they got enough winners in the team? Well, we're going to see, aren't we? We're going to see this season because they've got back in the mix as such, yeah. you know, and they've got a big cup final. They can put a trophy in the in the Ibrox cabinet. Then they have to try and, you know, compete with Celtic, possibly overtake them. That's going to be their aim. And they've got the Scottish Cup to play for. So we are going to see, you know, the metal and, and, and the type of characters that Rangers have got in the, in the second half of the season. Looking to next season... Uh, Stephen has been on a Celtic fan asking both of you would Kelleroos the man that he's watching we can see him there on TNT could he be good enough to come to Celtic for next season 
Yeah, I'm sure he's on the list of, of possibilities. Um, I think he's been excellent for Aberdeen. You know, Joe Lewis was an outstanding Aberdeen goalkeeper for a long time. We spoke about um, handover from Tom Rogic to Aaron Moy. The Keller Roos has just gone into that, taking over a big personality in Joe Lewis, taking the number one jersey, and, and I think he's having an outstanding season. I thought again, he's just so so solid. He can, his passing's good. I think, I mean, you could look at the goal on Sunday against Rangers, a long ball, but that was meant. I mean, he's dropped that on his head from 40, 50 yards. Um, experienced goalkeeper as well. I remember um, he actually made a mistake in the playoff final um, against Aston Villa when John scored his goal. He was a goalkeeper in goals that day, so I'm maybe a wee bit biased as he helped John get his goal that day. But mm-hmm. no, nah, he's, been, he's been excellent for Aberdeen. John, what do you think of what you've seen of Roos? Well, if Brendan Rodgers wants another goalkeeper, mm. I know he's playing really well for Aberdeen, um, but Seagrist was the best goalkeeper in the country. When Celtic bought him, he hasn't been playing. Um, everybody would have signed Seagrist. Every every club in Scotland would have signed him. That one hasn't quite worked out, uh, as probably the, the player and, and the club expected to. And it all depends um, whether whether Brendan Rodgers thinks that Joe Hart's not capable to finish the season and he wants a better goalkeeper. And I don't think he will do that. He will certainly wait until the end of the season before he changes the goalkeeping situation. That is only my view. What do you think uh, Immobile said to Joe Hart at full time? I see they, were, they exchanged words and then there was a smile. I don't know. Any insight, John? Did Big Joe tell you? I, I don't yeah. know. Listen, yeah. Immobile doesn't need to say anything. He's uh-huh. got over 200 goals for, uh, sure. for Lazio. He's the only player, I think, or the first player to score over a hundred goals away. away from home for Lazio. Um, he's an incredible. He comes on, he doesn't yeah. do an awful lot yeah. apart from score two goals. He takes his goals really, really well. He, he's a player that, he's a penalty box player and, uh, you know, he, he made the difference, didn't he? He won the game. He won the game for Lazio. Strikers can do that, especially top ones. Yeah. My reading of it was, Liam Scales has tried to buy the foul. Um the way he's went down, the way he's claimed, I think Joe Hart's came out saying that's a foul and Mobile saying you've got to be joking, I've not touched him. But I think Liam Scales has taken a bit of a gamble, tried to buy a foul. I don't think he does it if it's 0-0 at the time. It's gone to 1-0. It's a bit of a desperate lunge to try and buy a foul. It's never a foul and, and Mobile he's taken it away. I, I think when Joe Hart watches it back, he'll realise it wasn't a foul. But whatever Joe Hart says to him, the goal's in the back of the net. Sure. Yeah. And the referee didn't give it as a free kick, did he? And it, it yeah. could have been a little bit of banter, but yeah. the goal's in the back of the net. There's no VAR call, so it's yeah. irrelevant, sure. really, what what the, what the conversation was. What you do see when they go abroad, everyone knows Joe Hart, don't they, from his 75 caps. Of course. For to, England, Torino as well, play, played yeah, in Italy. Yeah. yeah, well remembered. 50 times he's played in the Champions League, Joe Hart. He's the first English, I think British player, probably to have 50 appearances. Yeah. That I, deserves I, I, I think he's been... Yeah. A brilliant goalkeeper, played for his country, played in the league title winning performance for, for Manchester City, mm-hmm. went to Italy and played. And I still believe he's got something to offer. I really do. He makes big saves. All right, I don't think he's the, the, he's the greatest goalkeeper with his feet. Um, and listen, it's not going to be up to me. This is, this is a show to give comments. But ultimately, if Brendan Rodgers sees what a lot of other supporters are seeing and they want to change the goalkeeper, they maybe don't think that Joe Hart's at the level or the standard that he was when he first came, then I'm sure that's a decision for the manager to make, nobody else. 
Yep, sure is. I, I don't. Yep. I, we, I, we don't. Joe Hart's not going to be a long term the Celtic goalkeeper. That, no, that's I don't a think fact. He sees that, yeah. But what they can do is they can sign the number one from next season in January. If if yep. the player they identify to be the future goalkeeper of Celtic might be young and might be. Um, he might come in in January, he might be better than Joe Hart at the time, and, and he just plays, or he might not be quite ready to play number. But I think they need to address the goalkeeping situation sure. as soon as possible. I think if Joe yeah. Hart makes three ridiculously good saves against Rangers yeah. and Celtic win the game 1 0, I think people might just Joe, change their minds. Joe, Joe Hart's best performance this season has been at Ibrooks. I thought he was huge for Celtic in the day they really needed him to step up. He showed a lot of character, he made saves, kept, kept a clean sheet. But I just think. It's the same as Alan McGregor situation. Um, Joe, uh, Jack Butland was long-term rumoured to, to be coming in and Rangers did their business quickly with Joe, uh, Jack Butland, got him in early and it's 2-0 to Helsinki. It's been coming. Um, they're having a real tough night, those Aberdeen boys. Some of them haven't played for a while and it's showing. Let's hope for more snow there. Maybe a band, match abandoned. abandoned. Listen, I was just thinking, in other words, James told me, at Torino was Joe Hart, as John Hartson mentioned, and also Immobile. Earlier in his career, Chiro yeah, was there. Yeah, I didn't know that, Chiro. One. that was some celebration that the they have, isn't it? They go Chiro, you know, and you could hear it then. Oh yeah, I, 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 had the, I had the headphones on. I could Chiro. hear. <laughs> they played it for ages. So something for you there at Falkirk, maybe when you score, when you come back, Stephen again. I used to Stephen. love uh, the old Gazetta program. Oh yeah, and one of the things about scoring a goal, I used to think we're not even allowed. To, you're not allowed to go five yards behind the goal in Scotland oh, or, or England. I, I used to love the thought of scoring a goal in one of those old Italian stadiums and just running yeah. to the ultras Stephen yeah. I tell you what else they sang they sang My Way by Frank Sinatra yeah. yeah wow who the yeah. Lazio fans pretty did. much yeah. yeah they were uh-huh. singing My Way Frank right. Sinatra wow they were good they were loud yeah. some games a great city isn't it but uh, the adventure abroad is over for Celtic for another year and we had a, po- a call earlier on uh, from Tom saying and Dylan saying is that a good thing maybe for it gives an advantage to to Celtic but I remember Seaman Rangers went all the way 18 months ago to Seville they were playing well in the league Celtic won the league they were going to win it anyway probably but I don't think Rangers performance fell off whatsoever despite the fact they were playing three no, games in a week no and, and with games with every game you run the risk of injuries um, obviously extra game rearranged fixtures but would anyone at Celtic swap having one less fixture in December to, to play in that cup final so You'll yeah. always rather make progression in cups and, and be as successful as you can because, as you say, there's no guarantee going out early makes you win games anyway. So just win as many games you can, stay in all the competitions and maybe one day they'll crack both. Perhaps. Quick break and then we're back more from Philippe Clement and also a few questions coming in to both of you. Who should Rangers bring in? What positions in January? That's next. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Tailored and renewable energy products to suit your commercial and domestic needs. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney, Stephen McGinn and John Harrison. Rangers in action tonight against Aris Limassol. Next up for them in a couple of weeks, it'll be Real Betis. Just checking the scoreline there, John, Stephen. Any still no, no score. Still no scoring over there. For Aberdeen, I'm afraid it's not looking too good. 38 minutes gone. Helsinki 2, Aberdeen 0. But they made quite a few changes, rested a few players because they're, uh, I was going to say home and host. It's the opposite. They're out of Europe. Uh, after They came close sometimes though, didn't they? Uh, they were unlucky against Pauk. I thought they'd been unlucky in, in some of the games. Thought they were quite unlucky at home to Hacken in one of the qualifying games. Um, Frankfurt away, very unlucky in in the game. 
the, the home game against Palk was just devastating. You think, what a big victory against a real good team. 2-0, absolutely cruising. And the way it lost it was... But, but, but it gives you hope. I mean, if Aberdeen came back into those positions next year, I'm sure they aim to finish third that they can learn. From we'll, have the, we'll have the Rangers team soon. One big question is, will McCausland start after signing his big contract? Here's the manager. Yeah, clearly I'm happy about that. Uh, I talked about that the last couple of weeks. I think um, it's a young talent. Comes out of academy here. He's a fan of Rangers. Um, all his family is. He did good things uh, in the minutes he played. He works hard in training. It's somebody who wants to become better. He made a good international uh, debut. So it's an important thing. It's also, I think, an important signal as a club also that a player who was really popular on the market, that who wants to stay here and that he stays here. And uh, I think he will have a bright future here if he continues what he's been doing until now. Stephen? But you rate him. The Rangers fans love him. Do you think, I know you gave us your team a wee while ago, we'll know soon. Do you think he's going to be in from the start? Yeah, he would be in my team. Um, I thought he brought a... He was lively when he came on. I thought he was good at Livingston. Not seen millions of them yet. But yeah, I just think when the way the game will be tonight, I think there'll be a lot of the ball. I think there'll be a lot of the game. And it'll be good to see. Seema's not so much a carrier of the ball. He scored a lot of tackles. Go for Aberdeen. Angus McDonald yep. back in the game, but it's something special and it's needed to be to get them back into this game. But uh, Barry Robson needed that. Joint big, big goal. goal as well, yeah. just before half time. You know, that's that's a really good goal because it'll give him a little bit little bit belief now. The fact that mm. uh, Helsinki was so on top. And what a strike that yeah. is. And it's now 2 1. Yeah. If they can hold out to half time, regroup, regroup, you know, Barry Robson, have a little chat with him. And then maybe uh, try and get an equaliser in the second half. Is that a bit like your goal against Liverpool? Oh, yeah. mine was much better than that. Exactly, thought. yeah. It's a good goal though, isn't it? Angus Very good goal. It's a great yeah, strike, it actually. Is, yeah. Indeed. Back to Rangers. We're talking about McCausland there. If you're Alex Lowry, what are you thinking? You know, he's on loan at Hearts. Uh, different player, but really talented. Uh, can he... He's getting some good game time there at Hearts. He's doing well. Can yeah. he come back and establish himself well, at Rangers? Well, he's, he's got... Uh, you know, Philippe Clement, I'm sure, will be aware of um, of, of Lowry. Um and I would imagine there'd be scouts, stranger yeah. scouts watching his performances every week. Mm. His performances have been very good. And um it's whether he wants to bring him back to the to the football ground. I would imagine he'll come back anyway after yeah. his after his loan spell. It's just whether he can force himself into the first team at Rangers. But when he sees players, young players like McCosland, you know, signing a new deal. And I, I totally agree with Philip Clement. It's nice to have homegrown players who's come through the academy. The fans love to see that, Paul. He's not cost you an awful lot of money. Clubs are interested in signing him. He's decided to, to, to sign for the club that he loves, the club that he was brought up supporting. Um, and it's great. It's, it's great news for Rangers that he, he's signed on, signed on in, in, for a long-term contract. Yeah, I think it'll give Alex Lowry hope, but I think it'll give the whole academy hope. I think there's, I think mm. there's nothing better when you think the first-team manager might look across to, to the youth parks and see... Needing a left back, needing a left winger. Yeah, I'll go and get him. I'll give him a game and give him an opportunity to try and impress. Um, I think that for all the clubs in Scotland, I think the young players a chance. Then the rest, of, everyone else says, "Oh, if he can do it, then maybe I could." So I see Mario Balotelli. We remember him so much. Promise so many clubs. He's reignited an old feud with Brendan Rodgers, and he's had a go at him on. It's called TV play. 
He says, Brendan Rodgers was the worst coach I ever had. He was number one as far as training sessions were concerned, what with keeping possession of the ball and the small-sided games. But as a person, he was a disaster. The words of Mario Balotelli. John, well, I don't know what to believe there because yeah. one, one, you know, one sentence he's yeah. saying he's a brilliant coach and he's this, that and the other. And in the other sentence he's saying that he was a disaster. Mm. So I think it's some as Mario Balotelli up, to be honest. Mm. When, he, when he speaks, when he acts, things that he does, I don't know if many people take any notice of his mm. comments anymore. Obviously, that was his time in Liverpool, which was, what, 2014, 2015? Mm. I mean, Balotelli had so much talent, but John, what was the problem? He moved but from he was so controversial club. as well, yeah. wasn't he? Sure. Do you know, yeah. he was... Uh, that's Balotelli. No doubt he, he, had, he had talent. I've seen mm. him a couple of times play for Italy and he scored brilliant goals and... You know, he was great at yeah. Man City under Mancini and then he, he was at Liverpool. So he's played for some really, really yeah. big clubs. Um, but I think maybe when he looks back at his career, I, I just feel with the talent that he had, um, he might well have, have done a bit better with his career. Is the problem when the manager doesn't play you as often as you think, you're not going to have a great memory of him? Yeah, I think yeah. Brendan would just dust this off. You know, I don't think he'd, he'd lose any sleep over Mario Balotelli's mm. comments. Um you know, maybe ask Brendan in the next conference, in press yeah. conference, see, see how he re- what he replies. Yeah, yeah, I think he'd be more concerned if he called him the best coach he's ever had. You can imagine. <laughs> he, he, he was criticised a lot for signing um, Balotelli at Liverpool mm. and what you're going to get and it just didn't work. But you can only imagine he's been trying to get him to work as hard as he can and yeah. uh, he didn't seem to ever want to do that. I can imagine Brendan Rodgers thinking, well, I brought you here I gave you the opportunity yeah. to play for one of the biggest and best clubs in the world in Liverpool. I gave you the opportunity, maybe yeah. when not many other clubs or managers would. And this is what you say about me. It was too, yeah. much, too much in the papers and social media on him and, you know, his Bentleys and Rolls Royces and all the rest of it. Not that that made him a bad person, John. No, but that's all right. You had a few big cars right. yourself and why not? No, not yeah. really, who, well, who was the best coach? Apart from um, the Martin O'Neill, who would you say is the best coach Gordon Strachan is a good coach right. you yep. know he, he, he's on the training ground and you know he's taking the free kicks he joins in he's taking the corners he, you know he's very boisterous on the training ground he used to join in with the players and he's a really really good coach he's good with young players they tell me Brendan's a good coach as well mm. but for me Martin didn't do an awful lot of coaching um, Steve, uh, Steve Wolf had done that he's, he's number one coach Um but Martin was a brilliant manager. He knew to get the best out of you on a match day, the things that he said to you, the way that he built you up, the confidence that he gave you to go onto the pitch and play well for him. I always felt if I was in the team, it was a privilege, you know, because, you know, if Martin O'Neill felt that you could go and win the game for yeah. him, you know, what, what, what better feeling that that gave you? So, you know, there's coaches and there's managers, Paul, and not every manager. They tell me Sir Alex Ferguson didn't used to do a lot of coaching. <laughs> but, you know, the players, Brian Kidd used to do a lot of the stuff on the training ground. Um, but for me, I think Gordon Strachan yeah. was a brilliant coach. Stephen, for you, you played so much in England, you've played here, you've obviously still playing at Falkirk. Yeah, I, I, I always think the best coach, because coaching, I mean, what is coaching? It's training your players to get them playing the way you want them to play on a Saturday. So stuff like, I mean, I had Gareth Ainsworth at um, Wickham. Absolutely hated his style of football. I was no good at it. What was we, it? we totally missed it? out the midfield. Yeah. We hit Akin Fenwa. Yeah. You're man for man all over the park. You, you didn't have a kind of, you didn't 
Mark Space, you marked mine and you did a responsibility. If your man scored, it was your fault. And I didn't like it, but all the training was dictated to that. So your whole training week, you, you knew how you wanted to play in that. Um, in terms of the bet, I mean, I've been very lucky in terms of like guys like Malky and Sean Dyche. Mm-hmm. Um, Malky McKay, yep. Jack Ross. Yo, yo, I've enjoyed working with a lot of managers, as I said, even someone that didn't really work for me, Gareth Ainsworth, took in a lot from from how he coached the team so um, John McGlynn puts a lot into his stuff just now at I, I played with Gareth Ainsworth at Wimbledon right? Did and you? It, if, yeah, yeah if there was ever a player that when you play with him and in the dressing room and everything else that you thought this player will never ever go on and, and, and manage it was Gareth Ainsworth really? he, oh, yeah. he was into his rock and roll and his hair was long and he was great yeah. at the guitar <laughs> and the drums. Yeah. Not to say that he didn't go on and do his badges and his pro license and all that. Yeah. But sometimes, Stephen would know this, you play with players and you think, no way. They, they won't make a manager. And they surprise you and they go on to be managers. And your worst manager who was a disaster for you? No, I'm not asking because that would be, yeah. be a headline. I that think would be in the Daily Record tomorrow, it, it actually. It would be. And the Sun and the Mail and the yeah. Glasgow Times. Not actually, all the overall, positivity we've no, spoken about, the, yeah, the negativity. Over the years, John, you're really positive about the, the managers and the clubs mm. you played with. I found that was a strange thing from Balotelli. Yeah, me too. Because everyone says that Brendan Rodgers is also great with people. Top coach. I mean, yeah, and you hear the Celtic players sing it when he came back. At Celtic, but it's Rangers tonight. He'll be in action. We'll have the team news soon for the Rangers match with Aris Limassol. We'll hear from Philip Long a little bit more in a moment or two. He's also talking about sin bins. I mean, the authorities want to take over now, don't they? The referees and the VAR officials, and the the creeping influence of them is going to get even more with the new. You're shaking your head. Stephen. Yeah, it's unbelievable. What are you yeah. thinking? Well, yeah, just, yeah, no, on go you on. Go. No, go on. <laughs> Sin bins they want now. Corner kicks being uh, checked. Um, Everett throw-ins. Yeah, I mean, you uh, just hope that, I mean, the review happens and it comes out, right, okay, we're stopping the game for too long. The, abs- the, the match day experience in terms of the ones that pay the money to go to the great games inside the grounds. I mean, I, I always speak of my dad going to the games. We are, my dad's at the game at Tottenham, so a billion pound stadium the best league in the world they call it um, and we're texting him he's saying, he's saying what's going on and then you're saying oh it's a potential offside oh it's a potential no, this that's, that, that's it that's going to be on that's going to be off and it's just the, the actual stadium experience is so bad so when you hear that there's a review happening you think good good okay we may be getting somewhere and then the results it could get even worse you're giving too much power to the people yeah. who are the referees and that mm. whole litany of people a lot of good people there in refereeing we need them but it's just expanding you talk about the VAR officials John there's so many of them now working yeah, on match day they need to get the VAR right because um, it was yeah. um, what was his name the, the Wolves uh, manager yeah Gary O'Neill he said he's had enough of it Brendan Rodgers commented on Mm. the VAR a couple of weeks ago you've had other managers uh, Ange Postacoglu said rid of it not happy with it so before they start thinking of sin bins Mm. they need to get VAR right just one big issue at a time let's hear from Philippe Clement he was asked about it yesterday it's for me a difficult thing because I think it becomes a little bit a circus then with players coming in and out constantly during a game I think some people already protesting against VR because it stops the game and the referee needs to go out and in. But it makes the, the, the game more honest. 
So you need to see the, the negative things are for me less than the positive things in that way, that you get more honest results at the end. So I'm positive about that. But if players need to go out for two minutes, five minutes, I don't know why. What? How much time? Because of a yellow card and come in, what is the moment to come in? It's already difficult for the moment if you have an injured player and you restart and he's on the sideline. It's already difficult to get them in sometimes. And it's a big discussion with the referees because where is the ball and what is the danger and whatever. So I think it would create more fuss than is necessary. Just waiting for the Rangers team to drop exclusively. I can tell you though, wearing number two, because there's the pennant next to his jersey in the home dressing room is James Tavernier. No surprise there. Stephen, what do you make of what Philippe Clement was saying? Yeah, I agree with him. It's going to be more fuss. I mean, what happens if someone's an offer? I mean, you, you watch it in rugby, a player's off for 10 minutes and then they come back yeah. on. But our sport's more explosive. Um, what if a Kyogo, a Sima goes off for 10 minutes? I know it potentially yeah. you could say the warm-up did they go on what happens the first run they pull the hamstring yep. um, but just these rules I mean you're thinking right, how can you make VR better and yeah you speak about this with your friends and stuff like that. can can they bring in like maybe tennis where a certain a certain managers get maybe two or three um, decisions each that they can go to VR where they can say right we okay we'll challenge that you can watch it or the guys looking at it do they have a time limit because if they're taking five minutes, are they taking five minutes because I think we have to get this right? We have, or right, okay. After two minutes, we're still not decided. It's unclear. We'll just go with the ref's decision. Right, two minutes max, and then that's it. We we, we all know it's going to be two minutes. Here's an idea. Help it. Scrap it. John, you <laughs> said that a few weeks ago. Get rid of it. Creeping um, influence of the the referees in that whole fraternity, and they're trying to do mm. the right thing. But John, some people need to be at the top, surely. Know, strong enough and say right we need to this is a fans game supposed to be footballs for the fans yeah. yeah and look at that Stephen's dad you know down at the most modern ground mm. in the world at the moment and there's not the technology to let people know exactly what's happening anyway we're going to take a quick break because we're going to have the Rangers team very shortly but tonight I can tell you James Tavernier will make his 79th European appearance for Rangers and the Rangers captain is only one goal from equaling Ali's European goals tally of 21 Ali being of course Ali McCoist Alfredo Morales tops the continental scoring charts for the Ibrox club with 29 strikes to his name and so that's where we are as we see it coming up on the telly as well in TNT Emma whom you were with over there and I saw Derek McInnes there and I take it it's Ali so Rangers team next the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! 17 and a half minutes to 7 o'clock. We'll have the Rangers team very shortly. We're just watching to hear Aberdeen are 2-1 down at halftime, but they've got that lifeline. Angus McDonald pulling one back in pretty heavy snow there in Helsinki. This time tomorrow night, Barry Ferguson will be here, Mark Guidi and Rob McLean in action tomorrow night. So we've got the uh, we've got an A team tonight as well, Triple A tomorrow night uh, with those three on. What they're going to be talking about, John? You reckon a Rangers win tonight? Rangers go in clearly wanting to forget about the two one. It's hard to believe they lost two one over there, but it was yeah. a different Rangers then, wasn't it? It was a different Rangers, and as we've mentioned several times tonight on the show, Philippe Clement has come in. He's had almost an immediate impact yeah. on, on the football team, the players and the club. And they're, they're in a great run of form. Um, 
you know, so it's an opportunity tonight for Rangers to get back at Limassol um, because that was a really poor performance. It, it, it was a bit of a surprise, Rangers losing over there. And as I said, I think tonight, I always say about the crowd uh, on European nights, um, they'll get behind them and I, I think an early goal and it, it could it could um, get a little bit messy for Limassol if Rangers score early you might you might see them score quite a few more goals then but you know it'll have the opposite adverse effect as well if, if, they, if they're slop, sloppy and Limassol get one they might hold on to that particular lead and make it a struggle for Rangers but no I think they'll come out of the traps and I think they'll win pretty comfortable tonight It's a tough challenge because it's a, it's a difficult team because they, they attack with a lot of numbers. They have a lot of speed in the team. They have several players with an individual action who can, with one action, decide the game. They, yeah, they play in a way that's less predictable than, than other teams because the attacking part is, is more chaotic. Uh, more based on individual qualities and on collective things. So we need to play a really good organized game and then I don't say an, a defensive game, but we need to be smart in all the situations to react in a good way. If, they, if we attack and they keep six players up front, we cannot go with, uh, with seven players because then it's six against three if we lose the ball. Important things to keep a good balance in the team against them. And we've just got the Rangers team, Butlin, Tavernier, Lundstrom, Suter, Cantwell. This is the way they've listed it just now. This is obviously not how they'll line up. So Cantwell is in. Um, Lammers, Sifuentes, Sima, Barisic and Davis and uh, Danilo. So Butland, Tavernier, uh, Suter, Davies and Barisic. So I think that's what you were predicting, guys, earlier on. Yeah. Cantwell is in. And Stephen, you've got how they're actually going to line up. Yeah, it's, yeah. it looks like Lundstrom and Sifuentes in front of the back four again. Yep, um, Lundstrom, Sifuentes, who you said, yep. Just going on, I mean, it could be Lammers on the in the centre, in the right and can't on the uh, centre, but yep. going on previous games, I think Lammers will be on the right, can't well just behind Danilo with Seymour on the left. So, looking at that line-up, John, I know we're just putting it together up against Aris Limassol. Mm. Um Huge crowd going to be there tonight. So you get the back four absolutely right. And that's the thing, they didn't have much option. The manager has mentioned a few times about the uh, lack of choice for him because of the squad. That, you know, people that missed out, like Yilmaz. And in, in terms of, I mean, yeah. ineligible players, suspensions, the back, the back seven was dead easy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'd yeah. ever guess Lammers. He's been very patient with them. I think very he's, patient. Why um, is that? Well, he, he's a talent. I mean, you can see he's got talent. Um I think it's just it's moments. I mean, could he could he have done more with the he had a half chance just before his header? I think the header's a glaring chance in the circumstances. Uh, last minute up at Petodre to win the game. Has he shown something in training that maybe it triggers by a, a big goal? But he's been very patient with him. McCausland is on the bench, so we got that one wrong. Um, all of us: McCrory and Wright on the bench, Desers, Lawrence, Matondo, Sterling, Roof back fit and on the bench certainly. King, Divine, McCausland, and McKinnon. Mm. Um, John. Um, well, the, these days, Paul, when you're when you're on the bench, you know you're not necessarily dropped. You know it's important to look at it that way. You know, I'm sure he's got one or two that he, that he can hold back. You know, he's got Kemar Roof, who's been injured and recently just come back. 
He's got Tom Lawrence, who arguably has been their best player. Matondo come on at the weekend and just threatened towards the end of the game down good. that left-hand yeah. side. So, listen, he, as I said, he, he could get to 60 minutes and think, well, you know, the players are really wanting a bit of fresh legs and everything else. And he's got good players then to come off the bench. I think I think you've seen it from, from many clubs. Yeah. So when, when you are not in the first starting lineup, it's important that you concentrate because when you go on... You know, you, you've 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 got to do very well just to to obviously make that impact on the team. Good point. It's a bit like saying immobile has been dropped. <laughs> Absolutely, no, yeah, not, sure. and all players need to think the same. Maybe yeah. they've had a conversation with yeah. the manager, and the manager mm-hmm. say, "We'll see how the game is going tonight." But you know what? After sixty minutes, you'll be on. Stephen, what are you thinking, John Lindstrom? He is enjoying life under Philippe Clement. Yeah, he, he's he's playing a lot better than he was I think he was starting to come in for a lot of criticism I do think it's an area of the park I know Nico Raskin's injured Ryan Jack's injured but I do think it's an area of the, the park they might look to do a bit of business in January because with so many games it's probably the, the most demanding area of the park in terms of distance travelled and just importance um, I think it might be one of Philip Clement's first signings to, to add a midfielder in there Alec was asking for both of you who, where are they going to strengthen so you've mentioned there in the midfield I, I mean absolutely yeah. like long term you could look at all the issues I think Bonabarisic will eventually leave yeah. in the summer I think left back then becomes a um, something they'll definitely do in the season whether they look at it in January but I think there's a couple of positions they definitely have to do in January I think midfield's key Um I think for the rest of the domestic season I think um, they've got their four centre-halves um, I do think they've got an ageing defence that they'll look at next summer um, but I think a bit of help for Danilo I think Danilo yeah. looks like someone that would thrive off a partner I don't think Dessers is going to be a long-term partner for him so I think they might do a bit of business in the forward area as well Yeah, I know what Stephen's saying in terms of areas but I think Philippe Clement will look at anyone who he thinks can strengthen the Rangers team um, and quality players that's what they want to sign in any area I can't say that they're really comfortable up top out wide midfield you know in the back four so if if a player becomes available and the manager thinks well you know he can improve my squad I think he'd be looking at all areas in terms of bringing in that extra little bit of quality and John we mentioned James Tavenier and the number of um, appearances he's had in Europe and 79 just one goal behind Ali McCoyst in terms yeah. of top European scorers uh, Tavernier you, you've warmed to him haven't you well the, well, the thing does. is you know, yeah. you just said about his, he's one behind yeah. one of the best strikers yeah. that Scotland yeah. have ever seen yeah. what does that tell you mm. you know in, in terms of his goals and his but I'd like to see his assists down that right hand side you know you talk about quality players he puts quality into the box every time he plays mm. You know, and he's very reliable set pieces in and around the box. If I'm if I'm if I'm at Celtic nowadays, I'm saying do not give any free kicks away in and around your penalty box because he's so consistent, you know, not not only when when he's obviously having a lot of penalties, but also as well when he's in and around the box. He's got he's got great delivery as well. He sure has. Stephen, you you've played against him. What do you make of James Tavernier? Yeah, I mean, obviously the goals and he splits he splits opinion in yeah. terms of defensively over the years. Um, but no doubt, I mean, his goal scoring record's unbelievable. Um, you think if probably at one point a couple of years ago the league winning team, you'd be hard to split Tavernier and Barisic in terms of level of importance. Um, now you look at Borna Barisic, he could be beheading out similar ages, 
James Tavernier's just consistently played. I think that's one of the best things about him. No matter what, when Rangers are playing, he's very rarely injured. He's always there. He's always available for for every manager. And um, just that consistency down the right side. John, a few people on asking and agreeing with you, Celtic fans, about the lack of quality and the need for it mm. in January. And of course, Callum McGregor today quoted saying, yeah, he's confident the board will hand Brendan Rodgers the cash needed to strengthen the team in January. I wonder what that's going to look like. How much? Yeah, well, they, they brought Brendan back, right? And obviously, um, when Brendan and Stephen have said it, Brendan almost... You know, at the weekend against Motherwell, just lacked that little bit of quality in terms of, you know, goal scoring and quality balls into the box. And, you know, and we've also said about Jota, uh, how important yeah. he was for Ange, by the way, um, in terms of his goals and his assists. So I would imagine if the club have pushed the boat out to get Brendan Rodgers back at the club, then he'd obviously come back with a view to being backed. And... Again, we can talk about the Scottish Premiership. Celtic have been so, so dominant yeah. in the last 10, 12 years. But in Europe, it's had the opposite effect. Yeah. They've been very, very poor. You know, So Brendan might say, well, I need one or two for uh, the Scottish Premiership to come in, in in January. But by the way, if we win the league, I'm going to need four or five next summer. Mm -hmm. So they might try and balance things out. There's no guarantee they'll get into the Champions League and win the league. But I think one or two or maybe three in January, just to add to the squad, and maybe next summer then look if they get into the Champions League to really go for it in terms of strengthening so they can have a better campaign. Yeah. And build a Brendan Rodgers team. Stephen, would you agree with John? That would be the strategy, maybe two or three players in January? Yeah, I think I think they'll adapt this strategy. You, yeah. you would think, I mean, the, just to continuously bring in these... Um, young players, all very inexperienced. Maybe one out of four is really good. As a, a business model, financially, it probably makes sense. But I think a lot of what Celtic, the, the message about being a Champions League club and um, bringing in the money for the tickets and encouraging 60,000 and where they where they see themselves in the grand scheme of Europe, I think they're going to have to bring in some more experienced players. Back to Rangers now. Let's hear Philippe Clement for the last time before kick-off speaking um, about this tournament and about his squad after how many weeks has he been in? How long am I here now? Five weeks. It's still five weeks, at least until uh, January. So I'm all, only halfway that journey to really make good decisions around that. There are a few players that I even didn't see yet on the pitch to play games or who train two or three times in these five weeks. So to make a clear opinion about all the squads, it's not realistic to, to do it now for the moment. Of course, we have ideas and we talked about that and we are looking at things as a club because there's also quite an unbalance in the squad that in some positions you have a lot of players and some not. So those are things to to look to look towards for uh, for January and the rest it's going to be very interesting these next 5 weeks how all the players will perform so tonight john you reckon a good win for rangers yeah i think we all do i think they've got a real focus you know there's an opportunity to, to top the group uh, this evening there's an opportunity to go through um, a good campaign for them in terms of the qualifying, and they seem to be in a good moment. I know they, they failed to win at Aberdeen, but they created enough to win that game. So for me, 
Yeah, a very convincing win tonight for Rangers. Betis are nil-nil at half-time as they go into the second half, uh, Stephen. I may be wrong with this, there's yeah. no sound in the game, but the Aberdeen game looks as if it's been stopped because right. Aberdeen fans are hitting Helsinki players with snowballs. That's just, <laughs> just be a delay, idiotic, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. So there's Duke, you're absolutely right, there's Duke shouting to them, come on, get a grip. Some of the behaviour of some of the fans... Um, I think the, I mean lots of clubs. That's so, that's you could see throw balls, yeah. uh, snowballs. Snow the first yeah. one thrown and maybe yeah. generates a bit of a laugh, but they're actually hitting the players oh, with them. No, no, it's, I mean it's just the lack of respect. Well, you can see a lot of the other fans saying to the yeah. ones who are doing it, yeah. "What are you doing?" Yeah. And you Aberdeen know. will find John for this as well. There's, there's John, always there's an always an element yeah. that, that that will. That will do things like this. Quick word for you people asking St. Johnson Celtic, your old club, how they're going to do on Sunday, the big match at 12 Well, I think Celtic not winning last week yeah. uh, on the weekend against yep. Motherwell. Um, going out of the Champions League, I think there'll be a response and uh, I think Celtic will win, Paul. You think Celtic are going to win? Sparta Prague have scored. Yes, they're yeah. 1 0 up against Betis. Uh, Harrisland with a goal well spotted 54 minutes spot on and actually uh, just looking at the that would be good news potentially for Rangers because if Rangers win tonight they go into 9 points in fact Rangers would be in pole position they'd be same as Betis if so buts and maybes but Stephen you expect Rangers to win tonight? yeah pretty comfortable 2-0 win for me wow so for Rangers fans heading Sparta are a goal up as Stephen spotted just a, a moment or two for the weekend We'll talk more tomorrow night, obviously, with Barry and Rob and Mark. But Celtic up at St. Johnson? Yeah, well, the, I yeah. mean, the message from the St. Johnson players was let's um, get 11 men behind the ball and see if Celtic will pass it about in front of us and uh, make them score the first chance for Aberdeen here. Hold on, Aberdeen yeah, through. Chance for Aberdeen just before we go. Duke, oh, oh, just dispossessed. John, have a great weekend. Enjoy and you, Paul. Thanks, Thanks Stephen. So well much. Done, Ciao. Thank you, Stephen. Cheers, Paul. Good luck. Um, Falkirk this weekend. You're at Cove Rangers. Home to Cove Rangers, yeah. Oh, it's a uh, big game. Big game. Thank you. We're here tomorrow night at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go. Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk.